All right, it's something new. It's called Trap House Slide. And this time, we're going to get that bag. Everybody trap, 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 trap your hands. Crack, crack, crack in your hands. Sugar and toys, sugar and toys, sugar and toys, sugar and toys, sugar and toys. Episode 106, Sugar and Toys. Here yes. we are doing the dance craze that's sweeping the nation and also trap houses around the world. <laughs> the Trap House Slide. Man, what, what was the inspiration for that one? I love that one. The cha-cha slide. I mean, it was. <laughs> this was the Sugar and Toys version of the cha-cha slide with Gucci Mane. Yeah, why is it? Seriously, why is the cha-cha slide so popular? I have no idea. I've never done the cha-cha slide in my life. Anytime, I don't know. Anytime when it's like when I see a bunch of my relatives doing a dance together, I feel like I should not be doing that. It's just yeah. you know, I, I feel like I have lost all my swag if I join in. <laughs> To that event that's happening right now. You feel now. like you're in the end credits of like a Shrek movie all of a sudden. Or Tyler Perry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, with, with this one, I just thought that like, and I love your your vocals in it. You know, I mean, I don't know if people at home know, but you've you've played a bunch of rappers, including in the Boondocks. <laughs> you did Thugnificent. Um, so I love it. Anytime you do music stuff I, and, and rap stuff, I always think it's like super funny. I, but I, just, I don't think I sound like anybody. You know, I, I definitely don't sound like Gucci Mane, but the thing that I think inspired me to still do these voices, even though I don't think I sound exactly like him, is like, when I would watch the Chappelle show, he never sounded like anybody that he was doing impressions of. And, you know, he focused more on the comedy. I love it. And I just lo what I love about it is just, it, it touches upon everything from crime, violence, drug addiction, police brutality, but the shit is so lighthearted. <laughs> like, yeah. and like a couple of people that I've you know, shown the piece to, like walk away, like literally singing about cooking crack. <laughs> right. I don't know if you knew this, but the electric slide, you know, was about like vibrators and dildos. What? Yeah. It's literally the electric slide is about vibrator. You can look this up, you can Google it. I'm not lying. Did they have do they have the, vibrators in the nineteen twenties when the nineteen twenties? That's how old that shit? That <laughs> was it like a oh. gas powered vibrator at that point? Yeah, like, probably. But up? but uh but yeah, but that's what it was about. It was about sex toys. Okay. Uh, you know, an example of like a piece that completely got rehauled and re-overhauled um, is this, uh, and it's now one of, it literally went from a zero to a hero in my opinion, um, is this thing uh, we were calling the Appropriation Committee. Uh, oh, yeah. Where, where it's a boardroom meeting in an indis undisclosed location of a uh, right. crew of white people pulling the strings from behind the scenes, um, uh, figuring out what trend to cultural appropriate next. Now, what you need to be focused on is how we gonna get this N-word back. Still working on it, sir. Oh, you think that's hard? Try getting the black struggle added as a flavor at Ben & Jerry's. Just the, the insensitivity or, or how uh, greedy corporate America could be and how dismissive of the underlying cultural stuff is, like yeah. where you could see the way you played that character. It was all about like, you know, what else you got? What else you got? Right. Like he's this kind of fast talking business guy, yeah. but he's throwing out all this kind of like low key racist, like, you know, terminology and, and, and not even really, like where you get sometimes the people making the decisions at the top don't even understand the product that they're basically selling. Right, and right. And so like your version of that guy just felt like a great <laughs> parody of that sort of phenomenon. Uh, you know, as anyone who watches this show and watches Sugar and Toys know, uh, we got Slink Johnson in the show, who is, you know, one of our favorite performers, maybe best known for his role as Black Jesus, or maybe even better known as Lamar, uh, the character of Lamar in Grand Theft Auto V. Right, right. We thought, what a great opportunity to do a piece that kind of captures the Grand Theft Auto video game phenomenon uh, that also speaks to um, 
sort of contemporary Vice Magazine-style journalism to sort of show uh, the violence and conditions in the inner cities. I mean, we were thinking a lot about Chicago when we wrote this one, yeah. but uh, the idea of of what would it feel like to actually be a character living in this world. Well, my day starts when the kid cuts school and comes back after his parents leave for work and turns on his PlayStation. And from that point, anything can happen, dog. Anything. I'm talking about murders, prostitution, drug deals, car accidents, shootings, a real bouquet of violence. What does NPC stand for again? I think it's non-playable character. That's right. Yeah. And those are the guys in a video game that are like kind of walking around, like getting hit by cars and exactly. getting shot and like just trying to mind their own business and get through their day. <laughs> another one that is, another sketch in this episode that, like, again, like, not to fucking stand out on your voice and shit, but, <laughs> folks, listen to this man's voice. It is fucking velvety oh, as fuck. Oh, my God. Yes, velvety? velvety? It's a velvety voice. Velvety as fuck. <laughs> hey, bitch, that's what you wish for. <laughs> a sketch that, uh, again, kind of came out of the writer's room. Uh, I think it was an Annie Letterman uh, sort of idea yeah. uh, of just the idea of, of a... Of a wishing star that's an asshole, basically. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, well, it, well, and it didn't start out with the the star being an asshole. He was more the wishing star was more like just kind of incompetent, I think. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? And then as we got into it, we figured that more of the comedy was coming from like the star who really has the intention of like fucking up people's wishes. <laughs> like, right, right. Maybe my favorite 20 seconds of this entire show is when the little boy wishes to be president, gets turned into Abraham Lincoln he, he, and gets, gets his, his brains, brains blown, blown out. out. Yeah, it's so fucked up. One of the yeah. most ratchet things in the entire run of the show, and really in the run of any show ever, <laughs> is the phenomenon that is love and hip hop. We wanted to like jump into that world, but with cartoon characters and like, you know, so we started playing with, like, different iconic families in the cartoon world, <laughs> basically having them feud and fight with each other. And uh, it was really crazy. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't believe that Wilma was fucking the Great Kazoo. That, that Behind was... Fred's back the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this other sketch where we wanted to, like, talk about the stands phenomenon. You know, just like... rabid, crazy fans. Yeah, and... Uh, this one is a. This is probably one of the weirdest sketches we ever did, <laughs> because we, we we like cross pollinated all of these things that probably should never be together, like the Warriors, My Little Ponies, <laughs> and Twitter beef. And Twitter beef, yeah. Mm -hmm. And we like mixed it in a pot, and uh, this is what we came up with. Um, you know, I mean, other than just like kind of poking fun at how ridiculous like some of these fans can take their love for these these artists. Um, it was really just about like you know. It was really kind of a fun, silly way to, to, to look at that world. And, and especially, like, with Beyonce's fans, like, the, the, you do not fuck with the Beehive. Like, that's like the... They are, like, the deadliest fans to fuck with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, so, you know, of course, they would be, like, the head mm -hmm. uh, stands in the cartoon. Um, and, yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty fun. We have our one and only uh, sketch in Espanol. Yes. Telenovela playset. This one, I, this idea actually, this was your idea, right? Was, Originally, yeah. yeah. And what 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 inspired that? I can't remember. I know. Well, I, I grew up, you know, I grew up in a household. My my parents are, are Cuban immigrants, so uh, we had uh, ch Channel Forty Seven in New York was like a UHF channel that that we always had like shows like Que Pasa USA and right. <laughs> like all these other like crazy like it's almost like the Spanish language Full House of the nineteen eighties, <laughs> basically. 
but then also like the telenovela, which is like you know the you know the, the Spanish language soap opera, which are known yeah. to like take soap operas, which are already fucking nuts, right? And like just take it through the stratosphere. So it just felt fun, and I know that you know part of Fuse's uh, you know mission is is doing uh, you know Latino representation and content. So we thought like the most batshit crazy version of that would be like, what if you did a commercial that was girls playing with Barbies that were authentically in the voice of of a Spanish language soap opera? And then the little girls that we casted, I mean, they were really, really awesome. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, like. I would say 40% of that sketch was as successful as it was because, yeah. you know, because of their, their performance. Like, they really, really got into it. And we, I mean, they pushed the drama and, and, they, and they, like, they understood the joke, which is, you know, always a concern when you're working with kids. Like, but they, they got it and they, and, you know, and it shows in the piece. So, like, it was, it was, uh, it was fun working with them. Really, yeah. really, really enjoyed working on this one. Oh, you know, one thing I should mention actually in this episode, because I've, I've uh, I bet you, and I'm wondering if people at home, watching this had this experience, is this episode Kyle was dealing with Siri and Alexa kind of going toe-to-toe -to -toe with each other. I wonder yeah. how many people watching at home while this episode went off had their, like, Siri going, can I help you with something? Because <laughs> right. I know that, like, I've heard that uh, when I was watching Rough Cuts at home, yeah. sometimes my Alexa would get triggered by by the show, and so I had to, like, literally unplug my Alexa yeah. while we were going through the Rough Cuts because <laughs> so people's shit at home was probably chirping like crazy, oh, so sorry about that. And dude, I, was a, I was a big fan of the movie Her. Right? Like, oh, I thought yeah. that was, like, really awesome. I always wanted to do something in that space, especially with, like, artificial intelligence being, like, really popular now. And, like, you know, like, what, you know, what would it be like if, like, Alexa and, and, and Siri actually had, like, real personalities and they were, and they could get jealous and they can, you know, be upset and pissed off and, and post your dick pics without your permission. <laughs> if no other takeaway from episode six, put firewall around your dick pic. There you Unplug go. Unplug your Alexa. And we'll see you next time for the next Sugar and Toys. 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 Sugar and toys.